didn't even know I did that. So that was an accident? Yeah. Well, we're accidentally starting right now. That's so weird. Siren on my uh, ring camera. Let's not do that, all right? Yeah, let's not do that. Uh, newsflash, Jimmy's missing. Jimmy's missing. We can't find Jimmy. Uh, oh, oh, Jesus. Is that Jimmy? No. Stay Puff keeps like falling. <laughs> all right. Why don't you, for context, why don't you fill the audience in on what that actually means? Uh, I have an inflatable Stay Puff Marshmallow Man on the outside of my house. He is 13 feet tall. So he's basically two stories tall. Yeah. And uh, he, he keeps falling over. So I just turned it off. But he's just flopping in the wind right now. Okay. It's kind of weird. So uh, Weirdos. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so you want to start the show? Yeah. What you drinking? No. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, Nerds of Unusual Origin is a weekly podcast where we take a deep dive into the culture that is nerd. Yes, we're going to discuss some movies. Well, one movie in particular, some uh, some other stuff, and it's going to be great. Yeah. There's not a uh, full disclaimer. There's not a whole lot of nerd news this week. No. So it might be a short episode. Right. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I've got some filler crap to throw in, though. So Sweet. Yes. Uh, but yeah, um, we're going to talk about Ghostbusters and, uh, you know, on pop pop. Yep. Um, other than that, let's, uh, let's open some not beers, some not beers. Ready? Oh, that was a good pop. That was a good pop. Uh, man, this, you know what this is right now? Summer. This I is can. kicking it back to like the first few episodes where it was just me and you in a basement drinking hard seltzers. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> we we didn't know what we wanted to drink, and we didn't even have like a name for what we were doing. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The old days. Uh, so we're drinking the uh, White Claw watermelon. Yes, and it's not bad. No, it's good. And you know, breaking laws and drinking claws. I don't know how many laws we're breaking. I don't think we're breaking any laws. So, uh, yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah. So no, really like Jimmy's not here. Uh, it's Halloween night. Like, yeah, it's, we record late. He works his, his sleep schedule is way different than ours. So there's going to be times that he doesn't end up making it because of his sleep schedule. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, Trick or treating was tonight. And you know, like we all got families and little kids and stuff. And it's just like much like today was nuts, (laughs) but much like Jimmy calling out people for being pieces of shit. Fuck you, Jimmy. Yeah. Fuck you, Jim. (laughs) (laughs) But we, we love him. Damn it, James. Um, anyway, so I, uh, I don't even know. What have you been up to? Uh, I, I've been on like a bender of cleaning and rearranging things all week. Okay. Not that happy about it, but <laughs> at least something's going to look good. Yeah. Shit's got to get done. So might as well. Yeah. How yeah. about you? Uh, okay. So yesterday uh, I was hanging out at my house and a buddy of mine, uh, Mike, uh, called me and he's like, Hey, I got a ticket to the Bruins game tonight. You want to go? And I'm like, uh, yeah. So yeah, I got to go to my first Bruins game last night and it was epic nice we had killer killer effing seats it was section seven row seven which is right behind the goalie seven rows up 
like nice. we were we were so close like we were like underneath the level of the glass you know like yeah i saw your uh instagram post yeah it was it was awesome and uh so it was bruins against the panthers and uh the game went into overtime tied two to two three on three overtime uh tied again and then went into a shootout and we won in a shootout so couldn't have asked for a better first Bruins game to go to. I'm going to be 100% honest. I'm yeah. not a big uh, hockey fan. Oh, my God. It was so good. What it, color do we feel like tonight? Oh, dude, just whatever. You can have all You can have all the colors of the rainbow. If Here, you want. I like that one. Okay, sure. We'll do that. Uh, Excuse me. Our, our aura color tonight is yeah. green. Yeah. Uh, I just have a hue light bulb that I switch the colors. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. Um, and I hadn't been to the garden in a few years. This was my first like sporting event uh, or at least like big crowd event that I've been to since lockdown. So. Nice. Yeah. I I mean, I've gone to two concerts, uh, Comic-Con. Yeah. A couple of things. I mean, it's cool. It's cool. Like the sense of normalcy in most places is back. Yeah. But it's still just, there's like, I don't know, caveats everywhere. Like Worcester, you can't go anywhere without a mask on. Yeah, sure. But you go into Boston and you're fine? Well, no, 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 no. Boston has an interior mask mandate. Anywhere oh. you go inside, you have to have a uh, mask on in the that. city of Boston. Yeah, yeah. Cambridge too, I think. Um, so like when you go into the garden, you have to wear your mask. Uh, you also have to present your vaccination card. Yeah. And it isn't like... Or negative COVID test. It was literally like, you have to be vaccinated. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, we went, uh, you know, presented the vaccination cards, went right in. Everybody's wearing a mask. It's all pretty cool. But, like, the energy was, like, high. Like, you could tell that it was just, like, really good to be back to, like, that. And they made a big... There was like a big presentation about like welcome back and this you know, wasn't the first game back. Is it, it wasn't the first game back. It's not the first game of the season, but the season has, you know, more or less recently just started. Yeah. So. I remember hearing about like the preseason and everything. Mm-hmm. A couple of guys at work. Yeah. So, so yeah, it was cool. The energy was great. You know, uh, lots of high fives and, and stuff. And I mean, these seats were like, these are seats that I would have never gotten Normally, oh, yeah. they're, they're 220 bucks a piece yeah you know it's like that that's that's crazy so um but yeah it was great it, it was great and, and i can't wait to go back to another bruins game like i don't even care if i get nosebleeds it was awesome it i want to try loud get- <laughs> it was so loud <laughs> i want to try and get tickets to another patriots game before the end of the season yeah uh i which i feel like i'll be able to because it's not i mean it's not a spectacular season mm-hmm. though we did beat Texas, that's kind of a good thing. Yeah, that is pretty awesome. Yeah, during trick-or-treating, one guy in the neighborhood we were at had a projector set up on his garage door. Nice. So, like, I kind of, like, pulled up into his driveway. I was on my one wheel. I pulled up into his driveway and, like, checked the score and stuff. And I was like, dude, you're doing it right. He had, like, a fire pit in his driveway. Nice. Like, one of those solo, like, stainless steel fire pits, you know, that you see on Instagram. Yeah, they're really cool. Um hellaciously expensive but they're really cool how much are they it's like four or five hundred bucks yeah and it's but like, it's okay. smokeless you can like yeah really bring put it on a i could put it in my living room and it's uh, no it's huge <laughs> no it's, I'm, yeah. I'm not disputing that yeah, it's yeah. hugeness i'm saying like yeah like the bottom doesn't get hot like everything comes up this up yeah through the top it's a good design but um but anyway yeah so that was yeah that was pretty cool go pats 
go, go Boston Pats. Except for the Red Sox, the Choke Sox, that that sucked. I I stopped watching so much baseball. Like, yeah. Let me rephrase that. I stopped watching baseball so much like three four years ago, uh, around the time my daughter was born. Like yeah, it just it started getting boring. Well, I mean, baseball is boring. Unless you're there. And, unless you're there. you know. Okay, so I had this discussion with Mike while we were at the Bruins game. Um, I can't watch baseball, but I can go to a game and have fun. Yeah. Like, I find going to a Red Sox game to be great. I love doing that. That's why I love the Woo Sox. Woo Sox are right around the corner from your job, my job. And they're cheap. And, and I mean, my work has season tickets, so I get tickets all the time to that. But it's like, it's awesome. Yeah. Live baseball is great. Uh, this is where our opinions are going to differ. Football, I would way rather watch football on TV than, no than go to a game. Yeah, I love being at a game. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, we went to that one Pats game a couple years ago. Preseason, the preseason no, last, one. Uh, yeah, it was nineteen nineteen. Yeah, it was. Yeah, two thousand nineteen. It was before Tom Brady's last year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you know, I went to that, and and the and the whole time I was going. This is cool and all, but I really like having the play-by-play, and I like, you know, I mean, Gillette is so effing big, and we we had, like, some pretty high-up seats, so yeah. it was kind of like, all right, I'm just watching some guys run around on a field, you know? Yeah. So it, it didn't, I really like the close-up kind of energy of watching it on TV. Yeah. You know? I, I get what you're saying. It is it is something to be admired. Well, I don't know. I mean, like, if if we went and did the whole pre like pregame or like you know tailgated, that might be different. Like I'd be into that, but um, I think preseason yeah. games aren't really tailgatable. Not really. No, I mean there's not. I a mean lot you of can, hype. but who's gonna? Right. Yeah. yeah. But uh, and then hockey, I can watch on TV or I can go to a game. Yeah. I love hockey. I I can't it's so fast. My my brain does not allow me to follow that fuck. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Like I've been to a lot of like Ice Cats and Railers games. There are local like AHL teams. And uh I can go I can go to a, a hockey game. Right. Yeah. But and it's like, okay, that's pretty quick, but watching like a pro hockey game live, it was so fast. Like I couldn't believe how fast those friggin' guys are. It was insane. Oh, absolutely. And the puck, like, cause where we are, like the puck hits a glass a lot. You know, and like, dude, like you don't even see it coming. You just hear like a boing and then it's gone, you know, like, uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty sick. I would have shit my pants. Yeah. So funny story. Yep. I used to work for this company. Uh, they're called Pro Quo Books. I don't even know if they're a company anymore. And for our Christmas party one year, they uh, set up a dinner at bernie's restaurant i don't know if you've ever heard of it it's a a train car it's in chicopee okay right and they when they set up the dinner they gave people the option of either getting the like steak or the chicken Mm -hmm. but they didn't nobody told the servers oh so the servers took everybody's order yeah and everybody ordered the it's called the um conductor conductor cut it's a gigantic piece of prime rib okay like that sounds tw- good 25 ounces yeah 12 out of the 15 people order the conductor's cut yeah and they said one drink people just kept ordering drinks we were hammered by the time we got done yeah and then we went to a uh, springfield falcons game oh nice I, I think they're still they're called something different now i think i have no idea but uh, 
they were going to buy all the drinks at the Falcons game. Yeah. They're like, you guys spent way too much money. <laughs> one. Yeah. <laughs> and then we all got yelled at the next day. Nice. <laughs> oh man, that's good. That's pretty funny. There's nothing better than like drinking on the company dime. If you oh, can. it was great. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. Um, before we uh, get started. Yeah. Started. Had you? Uh, no, I don't know. I I don't know why I even said that. Um, let's. I'm just gonna start. Yeah, sorry. That's okay. <laughs> my my brain's like. I have one. I have one more bit of news. Oh, okay. Point, Go so. ahead then. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So before we roll into like Ghostbusters or anything else, so this is nerdy for me in particular, but um, Future Motion slash. The, the, the company that makes the one wheel dropped a bomb this week. Was it the, the mini something? It was completely unexpected that they released two brand new boards and this like future, like one wheel, they don't come out with products regularly. It's like the current like flagship board. The XR has been on sale for four years, yeah you know, and then they came out with the pint like two and a half, three years ago. Yeah. So those two boards have been on sale for a long time. And then without any hype or real buildup, they just like release two new boards. Okay. Like, like the day before they're like, oh, there's going to be an event tomorrow. And we're thinking like, okay, so probably some like lame accessory or whatever that's going to come out. Because they usually do that right around this time of year. Yeah. And yeah, so they dropped two new boards. So there's the, so the one wheel pint X. Okay. I saw that. Yep. Which is the same size and, and build as a one wheel pint, but it has all the range of the XR so it can do 12 to 18 miles and it can go two miles an hour faster so it can go up to 17 miles an hour or 18 miles an hour or so so they basically put were able to put the same motor from the XR into Ye- that yeah or, and or make that that yeah. motor smaller yeah exactly and okay. then they came out with the new GT which is their new flagship board so it has um this is like super specific one wheel talk, but so you can get the option of a treaded tire if you want. You can, it's slightly bigger all around than the XR. It comes with concave front and rear foot pads, 300% brighter lights. Uh, and it has a completely new motor that allows for more torque across the entire power band. And it can do 20 to 32 miles. 20 to th- oh, I thought you were going to say per hour. No, it does 20. Its range is now 20 to 32 miles and it's, it still goes, you know, they advertise 20 miles an hour, but I mean, I've gone 22 on mine, on my XR. So like you can push past that, that, huh. but it, it's, it's pretty killer. They basically like listened to what the aftermarket's been doing for a couple of years with like extended range batteries and all this other stuff, you know, and like new foot pads. And they were like, okay, we're just going to do that. Like huh. straight from the factory. And it its build looks kind of kind of like the pint where it's like very streamlined. It no longer has that super industrial like metal rails and wooden foot pads look. It's all like really like streamlined and sleek looking and stuff. It looks sick, but it's twenty two hundred dollars. Well, I'm out. Yeah. I was contemplating maybe getting it, but the, that's the not pint X is fourteen. Fourteen hundred. What? Yeah. So the pint used to be nine hundred. They bumped it up to ten fifty, and then 
Um, oh, I guess uh, production cost. Yeah, yeah. The Pint X is fourteen hundred bucks. The XR is still on sale for eighteen hundred dollars, and then they have the GT for twenty two hundred. And if you want to tread a tire, it's like fifty bucks more, you know. But yeah, um, yeah, it's pretty sick. I've ridden your uh, XR a couple of times. Yeah, I do want to know on long rides. Do you have to worry about like fatigue or anything? Do you get like leg fatigue or whatever? Fatigue. Yeah. Sorry about the emphasis. <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, you do. I mean, you definitely do. Even with like, um, you know, cushioned foot pads and stuff like that. It, it's, I've put almost 500 miles on mine. And yeah, you got to stop and take breaks. Like you cannot ride for, I can't, most people can't ride for like 17 miles without stopping. Like that's, it, it starts to... A couple things start to happen. After a few miles, you start feeling a little sore. And then like, if you don't take any, yeah, you push past it. And then all of a sudden your legs just kind of go a bit numb and you're kind of like just riding around and, and you start losing sensation. So I usually I'll ride for a few miles and then stop. And then like, I'll sit down on a bench or I'll just kind of like stop and like walk around or take in the scenery where I'm at or whatever, you know, like strategically placed breaks are good and group rides are really good too because especially in the city like when we're in boston you got to stop at like every stoplight or most intersections you know so you get that quick little like 30 seconds to a minute of like letting the blood flow again you know nice but you do build up a tolerance yeah i only ask because like if i ever contemplated getting one yeah i would uh ride it to and from work that would be tough. That's only 12 miles. Yeah. 12 miles nonstop is, it's, it's hard. You said I wasn't going to stop. <laughs> but, um, no, I get it. I, I just, yeah. it was just my head going somewhere. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. You, you could do it. I mean, you have a lot of hills, so your range is going to drop down quite a bit, you know? Oh, going bit uh, to, to, or from, it doesn't matter. I thought you gained stuff back going down. You do. There is regenerative braking. So like as you're going down, but the hill has to be like pretty steep in order for you to break going down it as opposed to just maintaining your speed. Oh, I get it. Yeah. Like the brakes have, you know, like you have to be braking for the battery to charge up. And even then, so if I did like a, a 12 or 14 mile trip regen, the most regen I've ever seen is like 7%. Okay. You know? And and that's like hitting some like seriously steep hills going down. All right. Yeah. So it's like the regenerative braking. Yeah, it's there, but it's not like the main. You're not really making any battery back from that. You know. It is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. But um, anyway, yeah. So that's like my super specific one wheel. That's cool. I'm gonna look into the. I want to look see what the GT. It, it's uh, sick. looks like. Yeah, it's sick. Nice. I uh. I want one. <laughs> you can't get one. <laughs> not yet. No. I I'll, I probably will. Like maybe like later next year or the year after that. But all right. Um. Did you see? It was really just a blurb. It, it, not even a blurb. Like a, a really quick like teaser for. There's a new Jeepers Creepers coming out. I didn't even know about that. Is now Jeepers Creepers? That was the movie with the Mac guy. Right? And he yes, has, yes, 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 And yes, he yes. has his eyes pulled Justin out. Justin Long. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. apparently, like, I'm pretty sure this movie's coming out however long the time frame is between the first one and now. Yep. Because it, it's called, like, Reborn or, like... Huh. Uh, I gotta look it up. Hold that's kind of weird. That's a movie that I didn't know I wanted a sequel to. Yeah, Jeepers Creepers Reborn. Right. Uh, so, I, I'm 
I'm kind of intrigued by it. Yeah. Just because, you know, it, I, I loved that movie. It was, it was a good movie. It really was. Yeah. Uh, so when the when the trailer comes out, we'll talk about it a yeah. little more. Speaking of trailers, oh, have you seen the trailer for the movie Lightyear? Yes. Okay. It's it's, it's weird to me. It uh, I don't know. So I was very sketched out before I watched it. I was kind of I. So this is the new Pixar um, Buzz Lightyear origin story movie coming out, but it's a completely different. Buzz Lightyear. And yeah, it's like a different animation style. It's like, what if Buzz Lightyear was like real? You it, know? The, okay, so I've seen the trailer twice. Same. And I still couldn't tell. I, maybe I wasn't paying enough attention, but like, is it supposed to be a toy or is it supposed to be based off a real person? I'm glad you brought this up because I have theories. Okay, this is my theory. So you're seeing like Buzz Lightyear going through his training and stuff before he gets the suit, you know? Yeah. Um, and my theory is that you're going to watch the movie. You'll see the the origin story and he becomes Buzz Lightyear and he starts going on his adventures or whatever. Yeah. Because, you know, there's a TV show in the Toy Story world of for Buzz Lightyear. Okay. Okay. So I have two theories. One theory is you're going to watch the whole movie and at the end, it's going to be like Andy or someone playing with his Buzz Lightyear toy using his imagination. And that's going to be the adventures that you just watched. So, but so it's all in like a kid's imagination. Okay. So that's my, that's one theory. And the second theory is, is that this is the show as Buzz Lightyear is sees human. it in his mind. Okay. You know, so like this is, yeah. So like, you know how like in the movie Toy Story, but Buzz took himself so seriously when he was unpackaged. Yep. He really thought that he was part of like Star Command or whatever the heck it was. Yes. So I think that this is that. Yeah, that always bothered me. Did every single toy do that or was it just Buzz Lightyear? I can imagine that every toy does that to an extent. When Which they, one was the first one to realize that they were just a toy? Well, yeah. So that's the thing. So Buzz Lightyear is battery operated, right? So does that mean that he only quote unquote came to life because of his batteries got put in. I don't remember how, like, that's a good point, you know, but then again, like none of some of the other toys that aren't battery operated came to life. So he would have come to life anyways. Yeah. I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) They should, they should do that origin story. What, what was the first toy? You know, what came first, the, the toy or the toy factory or whatever it was. And that's where our GoFundMe starts. (laughs) We want to bring you the first Toy Story. We have no experience as filmmakers whatsoever. I play with. I have some Play Doh. Oh <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, fuck! Where was I going with this? Um, Lightyear trailer. Nope. Other trailers. Nope. Uh, yes. Okay. Did you see? I I'm ninety percent sure you didn't watch this at all, but I'm sure. going to ask you anyways. Okay. Did you hear about Tiger King too? No, I didn't watch Tiger King one, and I didn't. I didn't have any interest in it. But I, when I tell you all. that you need to watch something, I don't need to watch that. You need to watch it. I don't want to. It's <laughs> so fucking ridiculous. It's not even funny. See, I just for me, it's it, it's up there with like the Honey Boo Boo crap. It's no. I don't need to know different. that those people exist. It, you know. There's more to it than you even understand. I'm sure there is. Like a lot of it has to do with like how Joe Exotic 
lives. He lives in a gay polyamorous relationship. He has two husbands, right? Yeah. The other part of it has to do, this isn't two, this is one. The other part of it has to do with the woman that he's fighting with, Carol Baskins, for all this stuff. And how he, like, the whole thing is he he uh, got roped into a murder-for-hire plot trying to kill her. Okay. Um, but, like, so much other crazy shit happens. Like, one of his husbands fucking shoots himself and kills himself, like, accidentally. Uh, okay. Like, it, it's the whole, I can't remember if it's a season, like, a season-long show. Yeah, there's, like, six episodes. But, like, it is crazy so who's the hero this it's a documentary okay this is real yeah i know it's real. Oh, okay i totally understand it's real like, <laughs> i really get that it's not a reality show per se yeah um but yeah yeah, yeah. The, oh no yeah like, this <laughs> dude's really in uh jail he tried petitioning for like um like early release or no uh parole no getting pardon he okay. petitioned for pardon right before trump left office and trump pardoned everybody else but not but him. not him yeah yeah and he like hated it but i guess now so this on my understanding is this next season it picks up where the last one ended and how everybody else's life has been affected by the show okay so all of these people that were in the documentary now have plethora of money like shit tons of money. Ugh. But also that I guess Joe Exotic is in talks of uh, making a deal with Carol Baskins for his release. Okay. And then it's also diving. What, that she'll like drop the charges? Yes. And then it's also supposed to be diving into the whole Carol Baskins husband thing. Her first husband m- mysteriously disappeared. Oh yeah, okay. I, I remember hearing about that. Yeah, yeah. And like, I they they're alluding to like he may have been dealing with cartels and stuff. Yeah, that sounds. Oh my god, what a shit show! It does sound like <laughs> it does sound like reality TV, but it really does, and it presents like reality TV. It's yes like no. I don't know. It's like Honey Boo Boo meets the Gypsies. Yeah, but like or something. I definitely like we. You legitimately not. It doesn't show it, but like you can hear. There's a girl that gets attacked by one of the tigers. Yeah, and she loses her arm. It like and it's on video, but they don't show it. Yeah. Then she's you see her afterwards, like stumped up. Oh yeah, Ugh. it's ridiculous. Like I love it. I want to. I'm gonna watch it again. Okay. Uh. <laughs> So now that that's over, that's um, weird. <laughs> uh, I seriously, it's so good. Okay. I just started watching, um, uh, dope sick. Have you heard, you heard about that? No. It's, uh, it, it's pretty good. It, it has to do with like how Oxycontin started. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. This is Michael about Keaton. the pharmaceutical, the pharmaceutical yeah. company mockumentary, not mockumentary. No, it's, it's not, it's not a mockumentary. Dramatized. Yes. Kind of thing. Yeah. It's how like the uh, company who made OxyContin like was basically like just like freely well saying give it to everybody. Yeah, because they were telling their sales reps were telling people that OxyContin wasn't um, 
a narcotic or addictive? No, it was addictive. Yeah. It was like 1% of people that taking Oxycontin gets addicted Yeah, and blah, blah, blah. And it's like literally became the most addictive drug in America for yeah. like 10 years. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I... I know somebody who has completely lost their entire life to that crap. Uh, I believe it. I... Yeah. It, it's yeah. terrible and, and and i know somebody who lost his life to it yeah and sad to say it like so like western mass has a problem like it became a hub for you know narcotics and for opiate addiction i mean it this is documented you know it was on it's it's on it's part of popular culture you know like anthony bourdain came out and did a whole did one of his um parts unknown cnn episodes on western mass on what on greenfield and western mass in particular oh real western mass real western mass not <laughs> like, like close to new york yeah like out there you know okay it's it, it, it really you say western mass out. a guy go to chickabee springfield holyoke all those yeah no we're like yeah like more legit western mass but yeah berkshires yeah the berkshires and and the, yeah the, the heroin and opiates became a massive problem there's there. nothing to do out there i understand exactly yeah but they but they talk in that episode they talked about that whole thing how the specifically how the doctors were just like pushing these pills because oh, yeah. they're getting massive kickbacks from the ph pharmaceutical companies new cars oh yeah yeah it, it was nuts you know um, it's like it was like they were operating on like a bonus program with like oh you you get this many prescriptions you get this tier of yeah shit yeah so i mean not necessarily my recommendation but like i i thoroughly enjoy the show and it's yeah. like five episodes in seems interesting um uh another thing i wanted to touch on uh, i don't maybe i'll wait till right before we do ghostbusters well i think we can roll into ghostbusters okay then i have nothing else to talk about neither but, do i okay um so hasbro yes. has a crowdfunding um platform right called haslab yep uh a couple of weeks ago or last week they had had a convention that they do i think yearly called PulseCon. Mm -hmm. uh they accidentally showed something that looked like a proton pack saying like 1027 on it yeah yeah 10 on um, the day before that they showed like a little bit more and it was looked like a, it was still you know proton pack yeah on the 27th they revealed that they are doing a mass production a crowdfunded mass production. I would say more like a limited production kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. A, a limited production for a full size, one-to-one -one scale. Right. Full lights, everything proton pack. Yeah, I've seen pictures of this thing. And the craziest thing is, is I for sure thought it was going to be like $800. Yeah. $399. Yeah, it's not as expensive as it could be. And now three ninety nine for what is ostensibly a toy is a, a good amount of money. The craziest you know? part is, but is in the collectible you, world, if you go to a prop maker or make it yourself, oh yeah, it's gonna it's easily a hundred. Uh, sorry, easily eight hundred to a thousand dollars in material. Just the materials, let alone the fact that you have to like make the damn. Thing. And then you you have to mod it the way that you want it. Yeah, this one you can. Uh, remove the cyclotron, mm -hmm. which is the four red lights going in circles. Right. Uh, and it shows what the cycl cyclotron looks like on the inside, which you've never seen before. Mm -hmm. uh, it comes with a uh, rumble motor. So when the cyclotron is running, you can feel it moving right. around. Yeah. That's like, it, that's crazy. And then 
it's got two modes, which is the sounds from the new movie and the sounds from the old movie. Yeah. Like from the original. So this is, this is one cool thing. So where Ghostbusters toys and Ghostbusters collectibles have always fallen down, in my opinion, was the proton pack because there was no financially feasible way to make it at this scale up until like the Kickstarter type of platform started because where the, all the, where all the toys really like it, the proton pack has never looked good in terms of something that you could just buy off the shelf. You know, like yeah. you have, you have your <clears throat> proton pack thing, but like it, that thing is like tiny. It's an 80% scale. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, the, it, for it, what it's it looks worth, the, like a toy. The, you know? nu- the neutrino wand on it. Yeah. A neutrono. Sorry. The neutrono one is, um, like twenty percent scale. It's so weird. Yeah, it's very, very, very tiny. It's like a bottle of water. Yeah, you know, it, which it, it just feels so weird holding it. It well, it, to me, to me, it looks like it looks like a kid's Halloween costume prop. Yeah, you know, like if you wanted to make your kids like Ghostbusters costume look slightly more legit, you would get this as well as the jumpsuit. Yeah. You know? Uh, like it would be like the upgraded accessory. That's uh, why a lot of people who buy the spirit pack, which is what I bought, yeah, they end up uh, replacing it with either the um, Hasbro wand, right, which is like 129 bucks, or they 3D print a different one. Sure. And uh, but again, then yes, with the 3D printing thing, like okay, now you got to paint it and relic it, and you know, put all your own lights into it and all that type of stuff. No, a lot of people end up taking the lights from the the spirit one. Oh, and just retrofitting yeah oh, okay so right. yeah so I, that's what i'm gonna end up doing is replacing it and putting a v hook on it until i because i am gonna back this campaign yeah i mean i i get during christmas i get a little bit of extra money yeah and so i'm going to put do it then yeah um just because are the orders still gonna be open then yeah okay. it's still like 45 days oh yeah okay um I mean, it's definitely a pretty cool thing. I, th- I think it's pretty neat. I think it's awesome. And it, they have these stretch goals that are pretty cool. Like, uh, when once it's fully funded, obviously it goes into production. If it hits 9,000 backers, which right now it's at over 6,000 backers. Yeah. And production is 7,000. Mm-hmm. So it's going to hit production in four days, yeah. probably. Uh, at 9,000, it comes with the hose. Mm-hmm. Because it it, in re, it only is the backpack. Right. Because they sell the Spangler wand. So in total, like, it's going to be, you know, uh, $399 plus $129. So, you know, $529. Yeah. Or $528, whatever. But still, like, that's $1,000 less than what you'd pay from a prop maker. Yeah. So it, it's, and, and it, it's, you know, already done up the way that the movie is the lights work the right way all this right. stuff so it's a no-brainer yeah it looks it looks way more legit i'll tell you the um the hasbro thing that i wish i got on and i think i mentioned it before was the uh the unicron oh yeah you talked about it uh, yeah. like five six episodes ago yeah the thing, it's like it's like three and a half feet tall when it's in its robot mode you know, like it's, yeah. it's huge. And but like that thing was like a thousand dollars. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was not cheap. It was like 800 bucks <clears> or whatever. Like, but it looked, it looked so sick. Yeah, like I wish I get in on that, but, uh, 
I, I don't even think I could justify to myself an $800 transformer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, either way, like it, I think that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I, so the other stretch goals are a bit weird. Like I don't remember what the second one is, but the third one is, is like a booklet mm-hmm. and then it's written out in like Egon's, um, handwriting handwriting and yeah. whatever and like schematics and all this that's pretty cool and then the last stretch goal is like this i all it says is like an epic stand okay don't hm. know what that is but sure. oh i think i just thought about it it's probably going to come with an alice pack yeah maybe that might be cool so anyway that kind of like brings us smoothly full circle yeah to ghostbusters to ghostbusters my favorite movie of all time yep um 1984, directed by Ivan Reitman, written by Ivan Reitman, um, Harold Ramis, and Dan Aykroyd. Yep. It is one of the first movies to blend horror, like legit horror, and comedy. Mm -hmm. Like, I got into this movie, I told you, when I was five. Yeah. It scared the fuck out of me. Yeah, sure. The library ghost, the fucking, when the, the arms come out of the chair when it's taking Dana. Yeah. Like holy fuck! Yeah, like I I will I'm not going to show this to my kid until like Zool. Yes, you know, yeah, it's, but yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, it's 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 legitimately like it's you you go into it thinking it's going to be campy, and it is. But you it's know, campy in all the right places. Yeah, it's campy in the way that you want a campy movie to be, where it's like it's funny. You know, like it's got like legitimate humor and and stuff. And then, yeah, the parts that they want to be scary are scary. The parts that they want to be stupid are stupid. You know, like there's a lot of um, there's a lot of intention in this movie and it's all pulled off exactly like it was intended. Yeah. You know, it, it's funny because you look at it and, and you kind of realize knowing the second movie, why uh, Bill Murray didn't want to make a sequel and effectively a, a third movie. Yeah. Like it was perfect it, Yeah, for all intents and purposes. This movie can't like has nothing wrong with it mm-hmm. uh, to me anyways. Yeah. I'm sure there's things you can find to pick it apart. Not really. Yeah. But it, it, it's, it, <laughs> I, I feel like such a fanboy. I mean, I am, but well, sure. I mean, we all are about our passion, are about our passions, you know. Yeah, but like it's just amazing in all aspects. Yeah, I mean, so for me, I always thought it was a good movie. I thought it was funny, um, you know, and I thought like I never had any bad things to say about it but it's been a really long time since i've watched it yeah like a super long time so um you know uh i watched it mostly over the weekend and then we just finished it up here briefly um while we were before we started recording and i forgot how good it was yeah you know like i was i was expecting to come into this being like oh yeah you know it's a decent movie it's good you know i see why you like it but no, it, it really is. It's a great, it's a great movie. The only thing that I would complain about, and I use that term loosely, is I wish they had another $10 million in the budget to spend on some of the um, special effects. Which special effects are you speaking of? Mostly anything that had to be composited in. 
So a lot of like the, like, I just wish it, it was done more cleanly. And, and I know that they're capable of that. Cause like, let's face it, star Wars came out, you know, years before this and it looks much more, you know, that looks like it had quite the budget behind it. Um, okay. You know, it, the, some of the production value, I think, I wish was higher. I'm not saying it's bad because they were operating on a 25 to $30 million budget, which is low. You know, even for, when was this? 86? 84. 84. Okay. Like, yeah, if they had another $10 million just to, just to smooth some things in so they didn't look like it was composited on top of the film. $30 million budget. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was just a few things like that. Some of the, some of the, the green screeny type of stuff that wasn't green screen. It's just literally hand animated on, yeah. you know, it just, it just looks like that, you know? So yeah. it it went from for me because I know this was a blockbuster movie and they made ten times their budget back. You know what was it like a two hundred ninety million dollar or three hundred and ten or something like that two hundred ninety five point two million dollars right at the box office. So like they made ten times their budget, and I wish you know I wish it just had that little bit extra. You know, that's the only thing I can pick apart is it's literally the visual effects. It It's not the storytelling. It's not the writing. It's not the, you know, it, it's nothing else but that. It, it And because of that, it doesn't have the timeless quality that I'm going to, I'm using Star Wars as a reference because that's my favorite thing, you know, so I'm yeah. comparing it. It doesn't have that timeless quality. Like, you know, this looks like a movie that was made in its time. You know what I mean? I'd say the same thing about Star Wars though. Like like I Yeah. But it, I'm not I'm not saying it like right. in because I'm trying to disagree with you. I'm saying mm-hmm. it more so like that it there's nothing other than like the set in Star Wars that makes it seem like it's in the future. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the way it's shot, the way like the right. even in four K it's still not any better. It doesn't look great. Yeah. Um, I mean, you even look, okay, with Star Wars. Yeah. The original cuts of Star Wars, the lightsaber blades look flat. Oh, yeah. And then they they remastered it. They made them more 3D. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's because originally it was all rotoscoped on. Yes. Yeah, so it, it, yeah, there's a lot of reasons why the original cuts look the way they do. Um, I think that this movie deserves a remaster. I don't in the way that star wars got it but not not with like i think i know not exactly special, where you're not talking for about special effects sake i'm just saying just like okay what if we could just tweak it a little bit to make it a little more cleaned up i'm 95% sure i know exactly what scene you're talking about that looks hokey okay. it's the part where the terror dog runs across the street chasing uh lewis tully no, not really. I mean, because that's stop motion. Yeah. You okay. know, like I, I completely understand how they pulled that off. Um, for me, the 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 cheesiest um, scene is when um, I forgot Sigourney Weaver's character. Dana name. Barrett. Yeah. When she opens up her refrigerator to look into the other dimension. Oh, that to me looks really crap. And 
I shouldn't say crap. It, it, that to me just, it doesn't look good. It did. You're right. It looked and like then, a flat panel laid on a. Yeah. yeah. The, the scene where their headquarters, the roof pops off their headquarters instead of like, it looked very, all the special effects and like light effects that were coming out of the roof. Yeah. You could tell that they were just animated onto the cells. Yeah. You know, or it was done as an overlay. So like it, it's, it's very minor. I mean, these are really minor nitpicks, but it's like that, that kind of thing. It's like, God, if they only had like an extra month in production or if they only had, you know, an extra 5 million bucks just to chuck at the special effects. I get what you're saying, but I like, don't, I don't mind the stop motion. Yeah. Um, and even like, like Slimer's is he's a puppet. He's very yeah. clearly a Muppet, you know, that, you know, like that's okay to me. I, I, I can totally give a pass on that stuff. It's funny because like, as I was watching it, like I, I watch this at least once a year. Sure. And as I was watching it, there were little things like you ever, you know how you just watch a movie to watch a movie. Sure. When with this, I watch movies with intense on with intent on picking it apart, yeah. trying to find something I don't like or some little thing that I may have never picked up on. And there were three specific things that I never picked up on. Yeah. And one of them was like when they're in the ballroom with Slimer. Yep. When he's uh, rolling yeah. around in circles, in his the, mouth is just chandelier. open, open, close, open, close, open, close, open, close. Yeah. Like Pac-Man. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> There's no sound coming from it. He's just like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like somebody just got bored. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Um, like, what do we do? Like, we can't just have him like floating around in the static f shape. So yeah, just like, okay, what's the easiest thing to do? That's yeah. noticeable on grainy film, you know? Okay. Just make his mouth open and close. Yeah. There's, you know what? Like I will pick one thing apart because yeah. it slightly bothers me. Mm -hmm. I wish I would have seen how Egon built the proton packs. Yeah. I feel like that, that, that could have been a scene that I have feeling might have been cut. I don't know if they ever shot anything like they that. They didn't. There's, a lot of the there's tech. There's only like six or seven scenes that were cut. Yeah. A lot of the tech, it's just, it's like, okay, so all of a sudden now they have a chamber to store the ghosts. Well, so for what it's you know, worth, they do talk about it. If you didn't, if you were paying attention. Right. At the very beginning, they, they were talking about the proton packs. Yeah. As soon as they got kicked out of Columbia, they were talking about the containment system. Because, mm -hmm. uh, when they're looking at the firehouse, Egon says something like, the grid is is terrible, it's not going to work, blah, blah, blah. And then Ray's like, we should, is this pole work? All that. So they, it was already in the works. It sure. Just, I wish there was something. I'm sure there's some canon somewhere. Yeah. Because there's books. Like they have the Tobin Spirit Guide they came out with and everything. Mm -hmm. So it, it's. It would be nice to see like a build montage. I, yes, that's exactly or what I would have bit. loved to see. Yeah. So like an extra an extra 10 minutes of the movie just to kind of do a little bit more backfill. Exactly. Here and there. You know, that, that I guess that okay, so I'll just level my one yeah, I'll just across the board my complaint was it really needed a little bit more budget just to flesh out some of those things. But when you look at the history of SNL cast movies, yeah. which this is. Yeah. A lot of them completely Pop. skip any kind of like what I would call depth. Yeah. You know, like really kind of backfilling in the character's story or, or anything like that. It's just like, you know, you look at blues brothers and it's just like, it's 100 the, honest. I've never seen it. Okay. It, it's a great movie. It really is. But like, 
you know, it's just like, here's these two characters on an adventure and you don't get exactly a hell of a lot as to what makes them tick, you know, like, okay. it's just like, I hate the situations that they're in and how they react to it, which is very much kind of like this. Like you get, okay. You understand where what they're coming makes from, each yeah. character tick, but you don't understand how they got there. Yeah. You know, or why they're, I mean, you do and you don't. You know that they, the three of them had a grant for parapsychology and paranormal investigation at Columbia that got terminated. So they decided to take what they were doing and, you know, extrapolate it into the world. Right. That, that, but that's all you get. Right. So you get, you get a little bit about like, I mean, you, you get to know like what makes each character different from the other one. Yeah. But that's really about it, you know, because you have to have three unique individuals. Absolutely. You know, up until Winston joins, you know, um, you, you, so it's like, okay, here's your core people. Here's how they're alike. Here's how they're different. Okay, great. But, and that's all they give you. And then add one more. And then, then they, they add one more halfway through the movie. Yeah. You know, um, more, <laughs> one of my favorite lines is, uh, uh, oh, fuck now I can't remember the whole thing but it ends with uh, I think they want me for my epididymis <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. the ladies like you for your brain and, and he goes I think they want me for my epididymis yeah and it's like holy shit yeah, there's so many quotable lines from the you know that we came we saw we kicked its ass like you know all that type of stuff um, and the flowers are still standing yeah like when he's like tinkling with the piano like they hate this shit you know like, <laughs> it's, it's just so good it's uh, a, you want to hate Venkman because he's such a sleaze he but he's a misogynistic so, fuck he's so smooth about it like you know like it, it the way that it all comes yes he's misogynistic yes he's sexist but like he's so smooth about it that you 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 can't quite turn the hate switch all the way you know like like yeah you're a pig but he's i mean he's the most beloved character too like and that's the craziest part is like i don't think you yeah so that reminds me this is a question i wanted to ask you um who has the standout performance for you in this movie that's a hard one you know like who do you actually think really delivered the goods in this movie based on what their character is and what they're about. Honestly, Sigourney Weaver. Okay. I wasn't expecting you to say that, but okay. Because there's a lot, a lot of everything that they put into it. Like not to interrupt you, arguably the most talented person in the cast. Yeah. You know, Um, in terms of acting. Pretty much. If you're looking at it, like the way that I, I am. Yeah. Everybody had just kind of a role to phone in. Okay. Bankman, or, uh, Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, <clears throat> uh, Harold Ramis. Yeah. They didn't do anything other than the end of the movie that changed, you know, who they were. They didn't like have this monologue that changed who they were as a person. Okay. Yeah. But Dana Barrett's character, she went from being just, you know, a, a, a violinist or cellist. Yeah, she was a violinist. And, and to being possessed. And then all these things. She had to, she really had to act, even though it was. She definitely had the biggest journey. Yes. I mean, Louis Tully, too, yeah. Rick Moranis, but his was more hokey and, and mm-hmm. you know, tongue in cheek. But sure. I, I think that Sigourney Weaver did a very good job. If you were to ask me for the second one, yeah. 
I'll tell you next week. Okay. So <laughs> that was a good one, huh? I think for me, the stand, the knock, the knocked it out of the park performance for me was Rick Moranis. Really? I think exactly how his character was intended to be. He nailed it. You know, like there wasn't, there's not a single aspect of his performance that I thought was not beneficial to who the character is. I will say that he was really good at switching between Lewis Tully and Vince Clortho. Yeah. Like he, he looked like two completely different characters. Oh, absolutely. Like, I, I think it's a testament to his like timing and, 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 you know, comedic skills and, and acting skills to be able to like, like, yep, he is supposed to be the dweebiest person in the world. And he totally pegs it the way that he ha- has that monotone, just constant flow of talk. Like the things in my brain are just going to come out of my mouth now, you know, he has ADD. <laughs> and it's, and it's nonstop in a way that like, he doesn't think about what he's saying. It just, it just happens. Like that takes a lot of skill to be able to deliver lines like that intentionally without tripping, without slowing down. And, and then like any, like when he's scared, yes, you can look at it as overacting, but I, I believe that's how the character was intended. Oh yeah. You know, my, that's one of my other favorite lines. It's like, yeah, I taped a, you know, 20 minute workout. I played it back at two times the speed. (laughs) I got a great workout in 10 minutes, 10 minutes. Yeah. (laughs) And it's just like, so smooth, you know, like, you know, like, yeah, maybe you want to come over for for some low sodium water, water, low sodium mineral water. You know, I'm always trying to act, you know, get the healthy blah, blah, blah. And he just like goes and goes and goes. Okay. Well, I'll see you later. The door gets slammed in his face and he just keeps going and going and going. You know, it's like. It takes a lot of talent to be able to be unfazed by the things that are happening in the scene when you're acting at that level. You know? Yeah, so I totally get it. Yeah, for me, that was like watching him. I was like, okay, like, yeah, Bill Murray is essentially being Bill Murray. Yep. You know, Dan Aykroyd is playing another SNL character. Like, they're all playing their characters and they're doing a great job of it. No faults against anybody yeah. for that. But for me, it was Rick Moranis who, to me, like, really nailed it. That's crazy. You know what's even funnier? I thought we were going to go short. Oh, no. We, we, we're 53 minutes. Yeah, we, we, oh, we managed crazy. to get a, a good full episode out of this. So, uh, I mean, it, it, we got to ask it. You know, I know what your answer is, but what's your five. What's your score? Five. Okay. <laughs> you didn't even have to. Yeah. yeah. What's yours? 4.8. Okay. 4.8. Like, I honestly think if they had that extra five, ten million dollars or another couple months of production, I th- for me, it would have been a five because I, I I have nothing against the movie, yeah, at all. I thought it was great. You know, I really thought it was great. And those things that I mentioned, that's like really picking nits. That's not yeah any criticism. That, that's, against that, like movie. I said, I had nothing to find that I hated, and then I did. Sure, not necessarily hated, but you know, yeah, bothered me. Yep, but I, I mean, it's yeah, still like it, nothing in in my head can go wrong with that movie. So when we came into this episode, I, I, to me, reviewing this Ghostbusters wasn't going to be interesting because I ha- I knew what the outcome would be. We were both going to like it. I knew you were going to love it. Jimmy's not here to give his opinion, but that's fine. You know, like he would probably like it too. We'll get his opinion next week. Okay. Yeah. For me, the interesting discussion is going to be next week ghostbusters 2 yeah i think there's going to be a lot more to delve into with Pick that apart movie and whatnot yeah i yeah yeah it, it's and not necessarily like i don't want to go into it going like this movie sucks i'm going to tear it apart like i want to figure out for me the discussion is going to be like 
what happened. Yeah. You know, like not like what happened, question mark, like what happened, dot, 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 you know, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, like what happened? So like, I'm, I'm interested in that discussion. It'll be a good, it'll be a good review. Yeah. So uh, obviously, you know, we're doing Ghostbusters 2 next week. Sure. Yep. Um, so, you know, that's our movie for next week. Yep. You already knew that. Um, before we go, oh, no, you know what? We still have unpopular opinion. I think it's mine this week. It is right? yours. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 you know me. I'm a big fan of seltzer. Sure. Anything that isn't polar is dog shit, and that isn't alcoholic. Okay. Yeah. No. I, no, I try almost everything. I've had Lacroix yeah. or Lacroix, whatever you call it. Sure. I've had. Uh, I don't even know. Uh, you you name it, I've probably tried it just for the sake of trying. Have you had Spindrift? I've never even heard of Spindrift. Okay. Either way. Have you had Topo Chico? No, but you just did. Yeah. I think you bought some. Yeah, if you come up to my house, we'll... Okay. Okay. I don't know what... Like, I... <laughs> Everything else that isn't polar sucks. That's yeah. my unpopular opinion, but I'll go a little bit deeper. Okay. I don't understand how polar gets the fucking flavors they get out of their their seltzers. Yeah, I know. They're, they're pretty good at it. For like, I mean, yeah, we're, we might be biased because they're our local company. They're based out of Worcester. Yeah, n- they're nationwide now. They are nationwide, but... Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it it is fairly consistent. Like the flavors that they come up with, I haven't had one that I was like, Bleh. you know. I mean, like, there's ones that I, I I won't drink as much. Sure. Yeah. And you know what's funny is I for me it's a lot of the, um, what I would call the canon flavors, like the the their standard flavors that they always have. Yes. Are usually the ones that I'm not that interested in. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, okay, the regular old lime. Yeah, okay, it's fine. You know, that one's like, all right, if you want like a, a vodka they're, lime. They're subtle, you know, or the black cherry or whatever. Yeah. They're, they're I only okay. get those when I can't find anything else. I like the pink grapefruit one a lot. My go-tos are toasted coconut. Yeah. And uh, um, a creamsicle, basically. Orange uh, vanilla. Oh, the orange vanilla one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah those are pretty or, good. Actually, regular vanilla is dope, yeah. too. The ones that I like a lot. Are the um, mini cans, right? No, not the mini cans. Oh. The um the fruity ones that you get in an eight pack of cans. Okay. You know, like the ones that are like super fruit flavored, like the mango and the they have like a strawberry yep. one. I know what you're talking about. I like those a lot. Those are wicked good. And usually any of any of their seasonal ones are pretty decent. I'm not a huge fan of those. My I I will drink seasonal as much as physically possible. Didn't they come out with like an apple one this year? Uh, have, they haven't come out with their um their win- winter out, ones yeah. yet. I they're upstairs. I have, you have all the, the winter ones. Yeah, BJ sells them in sixteen packs. Yeah, I know that, but I didn't know that they came out with the winter ones yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I think I have one of each left. Um, yeah. but yeah, like my favorite out of like the last couple of years is in the winter pack, and it's the uh, Concord grape. Oh, okay. Yeah, that one's so pretty good. good. That one's pretty good. Yeah, that's like their standard in the winter pack now. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So, uh, I'm not going to spoil Topo Chico for you because I want you to try that. But Spindrift is seltzer. It's expensive. For a 12-pack, it's 5 bucks, right? 
It's not that expensive, it's but yeah. It's not that expensive, but when you compare it to like a Polar 12-back, that's like $3. Yeah. You know, you kind of go like, why? It's seltzer, but it's made with real fruit juice. So it's almost like fruit 2 Not really. It isn't juice, but it's like juice extract. It's like real fruit juice extract. And so like when you drink like their cucumber flavor or whatever, it literally tastes like sparkling water that has a cucumber in it. You know, it's subtle. It's a little more subtle. It's not like punch you in the face, but it tastes more real. Like the strawberry one literally tastes like real strawberries, not strawberry flavor, but it tastes like someone put strawberries in your water and you took a sip, you know. I will I will take it back just a little bit. Yeah. And tell you that the uh, Target brand. Oh, yeah. Cucumber mint. The gather. The good and good gather. And gather. Yeah. I, I don't that know if you heard good. that, but that was a yeah, chef's, chef's kiss. kiss. Yeah. Yeah, that one's pretty good. Uh, I, I can drink that for days. Yeah. Holy shit. Now, in comparison, so Topo Chico is $12 for a 12 pack. Glass okay. bottles, but. That's why. It matters. So, <laughs> I don't know. I like it a lot. So. Yeah, let, let's not. I'll just try it and give, give my, uh, you know, opinion. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. We end every episode with recommendations. Yes. What do you got? Okay, mine's Ghostbusters themed. Oh, Boy. Okay, so there, uh, there's a guitar effects pedal company called Mythos Pedals. Uh, this guy, Zach Broyles, out of Nashville, Tennessee, he hand builds pedals. It's a very small company. There's only three people in the company. And he has, <clears throat> every, he has for the past three years, this will be the third year, um, released a pedal called the Positron Collider. And it is a Ghostbusters-themed um, take on a a the Electro Harmonics Big Muff pedal. So it's a fuzz pedal. It's it's sick. And like and every year I'm like I'm going to get one and then it always since it hits on Halloween it's like right in between my birthday and my wife's and it's like the money's not there. Yeah. Cuz it's limited release. You know, he only makes you know X amount of them and that's it. It glows in the dark. <laughs> yeah, that's his tweak for this year. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, but so hold on, let me see that picture real quick. Hold on, sorry. Yeah, no, it's okay. So the lights on it, like they all blink, you know. Like the trap? Just like the trap. Oh, no. You know, and and, uh, there's a a protonic reversal switch on there. Total protonic reversal. Yeah, when you flick that, it takes the tone stack out and it basically doubles the volume of the pedal. Like it's... It's a functional pedal. It's not just kitschy, but they're not cheap. I think they're like two fifty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's it's sick. And and so he he's a massive Ghostbusters nerd. He has an incredible proton pack that he built himself, and he boxed one of those things up and he sent it to Adam Savage. Nice. And, and there's a video of I forgot what video it is. But Adam's doing a one-day build, and you can see the Mythos box like in the background on a table. Nice, you know. So like, you know, he got it, but he he never br- brought it up on the show or anything. But that's crazy. Yeah, it's 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 pretty uh, awesome. So yeah, check out Mythos pedals. M Y T H O S. I might buy one next year just because of what <laughs> just to it keep looks it on like. a shelf. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I know. No, it's I play sick. guitar a little oh, bit. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's great. If you like that, like Smashing Pumpkins kind of distortion sound, that's what. Ooh, that even is. better. I do like that Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah. Uh, distortion sound. So that's my recommendation. My uh my recommendation is uh watch dope sick <laughs> okay <laughs> I, I said it necessarily wasn't but it was surprise yeah um yeah it, it's a great show uh i think i think you'll like it and uh, yeah this nice. is 
this will conclude our podcast, not broadcast, podcast. Yep. Uh, I'm Steve. I'm Frank. And stay happy, stay healthy, stay nerdy. May the force be with you. (laughs) 